salt and light. This morning's reading from the Gospel of Matthew offers up two of Christian scripture's most popular and well-loved metaphors, salt of the earth and light of the world. Our passage this morning comes from the first part of Matthew's Sermon on the Mount. Immediately prior to this are the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the meek. Immediately following this, Jesus teases apart the Christian's allegiance concerning Jewish law. In the midst of the intensity of Jesus' charge to his followers, it's easy to dismiss the salt and the light as pretty images, as fodder for inspirational posters decorated with sunrises or a lone candle in the darkness. It's a nice reminder for us to behave like good people. Such reminders in themselves are not so bad. It's good to behave like good people. We should be nice folks. But like so much else in our scripture, if we just stop there, we miss so much. I would argue that these metaphors, this salt and this light, are as intense instruction as the Beatitudes before and the law afterwards. The light of the world should no more end meaning at a pretty sunset than the nativity ends its meaning at a cute, chubby baby in its mother's lap. There's more here. And we have to resist temptation to take the easy road out of this. Because you are the salt of the earth. Because you are the light of the world. You can, or you have the capacity to, should you choose to do so, change the flavor of what is around you. You are the salt. You can lose that capacity if you ignore it. You have the power to illuminate, to energize, to grow, to provide, to sustain. You are the light. And when you allow that light to be diminished, you miss the opportunity to affect those kinds of change. There is a point at which it is important for us to hear this you in the text, looking directly into our own eyes. Through the ages and the pages of our holy text, Jesus is talking to each one of us as individuals. You, my friends, are each light, and you are, each one of you, salt. Each one of us has these powers, sometimes latent, sometimes in full force, given to us by a God who wants us to make powerful choices. It is especially important for us to hear that singular you when we are feeling less than full of grace, less than created by God, when someone else has used their words or their actions to try and supersede the words and actions of the God who created us, when someone else is trying to make us hear that we are small or weak, or alone, or unloved. And so we need to hear, really hear that you. 
You are the light. You are the salt. You are incredibly powerful. Believe it. And this you is also a y'all. I'm fairly certain that if Jesus had had access to this word in his lexicon, he would have used it often. Y'all are the light of the world. He would have said, all y'all together. Because y'all are stronger together than apart. Y'all are inspirational and supportive. Y'all are full of ideas and resources. You all are incredibly powerful. So that takes care of those of us inside the building. But there is more to being salt and light than feeling empowered. There is more than knowing that you are the salt and the light. Somewhere in our city this weekend, a baby was born into the world addicted to crack. She is the light of the world as is her mother. In Tanzania, our friends there are learning about how to provide in-home care to people with AIDS, living in remote areas without access to clean water, much less to life-sustaining drugs. Those caregivers are the light of the world, and so are their patients. More than six million people were killed in the Holocaust and close to a million more in the more recent Rwandan genocide and countless millions more are killed in other ethnic cleansings and wars in the last hundred years. All of those were the lights of the world. And all of those lights were snuffed out. We have no idea what could have been illuminated. It is important to understand that each one of us have the power to illuminate the world with the light of Christ. That our lamps need to be lifted high such that the light might reach far and wide. But it is equally important to recognize that it is our job to see and uplift the lamps of others. Those whose lamps are falling. Those who lack the strength or the social capital to lift their lamps alone. Several times a year here at All Saints, we have baptisms, usually for little ones, infants, sometimes for grown-ups. But every time we all together speak the baptismal covenant, We speak these promises on behalf of the infants given into our care, the ones that we are raising to understand their lighthood. And we speak them on our own behalf as well. Along with the outward and visible sign of the water and the oil, the baptismal covenant seals this sacrament. It It helps make possible the inward and spiritual grace that God is working in us. We promise 
we covenant with God to worship together, to persevere in resisting evil, to proclaim the gospel in our word and actions. We also promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons. We promise to seek justice. And we promise to respect the dignity of every human being. These are not easy promises. They take a lifetime to achieve, maybe even longer. The baptismal covenant speaks to a passion for not only recognizing God in the other, but then serving as best we can with all that we can give. The baptismal covenant tells us exactly how to illuminate the world with our lights. Persevere, proclaim, seek, serve, respect. And if we lack passion for these things, we break the covenant. When we break our baptismal covenant, our ability to be part of the mechanisms that usher in the kingdom of heaven, they are no longer. Lights remain under bushel baskets. Salt is trampled underfoot. God's beloved children do not realize their own worth. The world is a little darker. You are the light of the world. And so am I. We are the light of the world, and so are the great they out there, suffering and oppressing, misunderstanding and misunderstood, killing and dying. Our baptismal work is not to put a lamp up on the lampstand and then admire it within the safe walls of our church but to take it down and take it out into a world that needs some bushel baskets forcibly overturned, some more lamps lifted and lighted, some more promises kept and baptismal covenants fulfilled. Amen.